Are you ready? A shot of wrestling. Episode 236 live. And away we go. Rachel, get a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? We about to go live, but you're ready to rock. So take a shot. Oh, so take a shot. Oh, yeah. I'm a street breaker. I'm a heartbreaker. This is my dog. I'm a more razor. Rick Flair, it's a board, about to seek and destroy. It's an SOW. Let me hear you make noise. Take a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? We about to go live, but you're ready to rock. So take a shot. We are on. Are we, is this it? Are we live? We're live. Should we share the link? Yeah. Putty, I have to say you're looking dapper today. Even without the tie? I feel weird without a tie on. Even without the tie, I dig it. It, it, it. You got like a little bit of an 80s look going on with like the white suit and the black shirt. That's what it's going for, yeah. I dig it. Got the Tommy Dreamer beard. Yeah. The hair slicked back. <laughs> so I guess we just talk until someone shows up, right? You just keep talking, man. This is a, this is our show. We're going live, man. So I guess we're throwing the format out the window. How was your How was your Christmas? Christmas is all right. Just another regular day. Nothing special. How was yours? Uh pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, I actually went to Long Island. Uh, separate you? days. I went to Christmas Eve to my parents, and uh, Christmas Day I went to my wife's parents. Uh, you know, did the mask on, social distance, and everything. Okay, good. It was interesting. How many people it was were odd. Uh, it was under Cuomo limits. Okay. That's always, that's always and if, even if it wasn't, I wouldn't tell you otherwise. Smart. We're live. So smart. <laughs> no, but, uh, you know, overall, we're safe. I got a little bit, um, got a little nice gift here going on. I'm wearing my Ric Flair shirt. Yeah, I see some color. Yeah. Yeah. I saw yeah, that shirt. Bl- that's like, a, a good Mark Schwann shirt. I saw it in the store one time. Like, oh, Mark Schwann like that shirt. And uh, I, lo and behold, there you are rocking I, it right now tonight. Yeah, my December 26th. My sister-in-law got it for me, so major props to her. And I am drinking uh, oh, a new bottle this. of scotch that I got from my brother-in-law. I know you're a scotch I guy. Enjoying. I am a scotch guy. I love scotch. Mm. For a scotch or a whiskey? I mean, it's, whiskey is a form of scotch, but I do prefer scotch over whiskey, yeah. Like good old American whiskey or Irish whiskey. I'm not a big Scotch guy. I know there's not that big of a difference, but, um, you know, whatever. I wasn't a Scotch guy for the longest time uh, until um, my wife's cousin got me into it. He gave me a, a, a glass of, a, of Glenn Levitt. That's what I had, yeah. Like of yeah, 16-year-old. Uh, yeah. Dude, out of this world. It was unlike anything I ever had. I was like, all right, I'm all in. How much is this usually? Told me the price. Get, of course, it's that much. The price you the scotch, the better it is, my man. That's what they say. Speaking of scotch, I didn't do our annual toast to start the show yet. You didn't. You jinxed us. I didn't know we we're going to write into the show. I thought we we're going to wait, wait for people to show up first. But no, go right into Merry this, Christmas, man. Well, cheers. Merry Christmas. Mm. And this is our last show. For 2020, I believe, right? I was looking at the calendar. Yep. We go back. That's wild, man. I think we're, we're doing the show on the first next week, right? Back to normal? Yeah. Uh, 
Sure, I guess. Yeah. Last year of 2020, Mark. Fantastic. Can't wait. This year. I know, over. man. Finally. Finally. It's come to an end. And uh, if you put the pandemic aside, say the pandemic didn't happen, this has probably been one of the worst years of my life. Oh, with, with totally. Everything, with, with everything going on. And I'm just happy it's over. Here's on to bigger and better things in 2021. You're not going to make like, you know, a, a proclamation that 2021 is going to be your year bigger, badder, better than ever. Oh, no, you probably mean going to be worse, but <laughs> there's a meme going around the Will Smith crying and it goes, it sucks for the next 12 months. We got to say 2021. 2020. Oh, it did win yeah, by so. a landslide. <laughs> but I'm happy it's over with Mark. Any New Year's resolutions coming up? Uh, no, <laughs> survive JS, JSS, just, just survive somehow. Basically. Right. Jesus. <laughs> and speaking of winning Mark, you know, of all the days to go live for a shot of wrestling, we're yeah. doing it Saturday night at eight o'clock. Yeah. And wouldn't you know that coincides with the, uh, very, very important Miami Dolphins game, Mark. Oh my God. <laughs> you didn't think that one through, did you? No, I did not look at the schedule properly. Yeah, the Dolphins are going against the Las Vegas Raiders in only a couple of minutes, proving that we are, in fact, live. So I get a little distracted, Mark. It's another big screen here right in front of me. So uh, You can't be distracted. you got to focus. This is the first time ever Shot of Wrestling is going live. And for our favorite episode, the Putty Awards. Yeah, but the Dolphins need to win this game, too. You know what I'm saying? So I can do two things at once. I can multitask. Speaking of a team that's going to win, uh, I just found out about the Cleveland Browns. Okay. All of their wide receivers are now on a COVID list. The game is still happening tomorrow. Cleveland Browns versus New York Jets. Really? The New York Jets might win another game. Now, at this point, do you want them to win another game? Or does it matter? <laughs> I, um, I mean, I, I guess it doesn't really matter at this point. I don't think the Jaguars are going to win uh, against the Bears or, or the Colts. So it doesn't really matter. Uh, I just... The thing was, I'm disappointed, not necessarily the fact that we're not going to get Trevor Lawrence, but the, I think we're losing out on good head coach candidates for next year. Uh, that, that's my only thing. Why? You don't need draft choices to get a good head coach. No, well, the thing is, you know, you have the number one pick. You know, you have someone like Trevor Lawrence coming in. So it definitely brings uh, a lot of eyes to that team. Like, you know, for coaches or uh, top candidate coaches, for someone to want to coach a team like the Jets, uh, especially after the, the last few years that they've had with the cap space and with the luxury of drafting a quarterback like Trevor Lawrence. I mean, it's a head coach's dream right there, you know? Yeah, man. How upset were you in the Jets one? I was torn. I wasn't as upset as everyone else, you know, because I, I'm not necessarily a believer that, that Trevor Lawrence is the the savior of the New York Jets. I just think, like, you know, there as I said before, there are a lot of pieces that go along with it, and a head coach is definitely the, the biggest thing. Uh, but right now, I think it's going to be a crapshoot. I think the Jets are going to just get the scrubs left over. Was it was the Jets or the Giants that um, uh, the guy from Steelers went the head coach? Tomlin. Mike Tomlin? No, the, the retired guy on CBS NFL Today. Oh, Bill Cowher. Yeah. Yeah, that's not happening. Bill Cowher, he's enjoying his retirement. He wants to come back. No, he doesn't. According to Boomer Esiason, but that's not, that's not true. No way in hell Bill Cowher comes back. If he does, awesome. Sign me up. But I, I don't believe it. 
All right, we'll see what happens. Are we talking about football? This is a football podcast? This is a wrestling podcast, buddy. This always happens to us. We need to talk football podcast. That'll be great. <laughs> I'm all for it, dude. I can talk football all day long. You can just edit, like wrestling. You can edit that one. I'm not, I'm not doing two podcasts. Come on. <laughs> or if you do it live, I don't have to edit it. Boom. Perfect. Boom. There we go. Perfect. Tua warming up now. Can't wait. Can't wait. Tua time, Mark. It's also, it's also so, party awards. Let's, uh, let's give it our first award. You want to give it the first award? Okay. I, I didn't necessarily know how you wanted to do this. We tried to talk about it before air. None of us could come to a decision. Some years we do it all at once, like its own segment. Other years we sprinkle it, up, sprinkle it throughout the show. So let's start with at least sprinkling a little taste. Okay. Of what all right. we want to do. Let's go with breakout star of the year, Mark. All right. So this was tough for me. Actually, all, all of the awards were pretty tough for me. All of them were tough, yes. Um, you know, originally, I, I did have Bailey. I, I had it written down. Okay. But I was really thinking about it because, like, I, I, wanted to, I wanted to branch out the other promotions to see for sure. And then one name came out to mind. I was like, this is it. This is it for sure. You go talk about Breakout Star. He fits all the check marks there for it. I am talking about Orange Cassidy from AEW. Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't even think about that guy. That's a good pick. Now, Orange Cassidy, admittedly so, before he signed to AEW, I've only heard about him in name only. I've seen some clips here and there sprinkled up throughout social media. Didn't necessarily understand the whole gimmick. Didn't necessarily understand, you know, why he's so over until I saw him in AEW. And I think a lot of fans are, are similar to me, uh, getting their big introduction to Orange Cassidy through AEW with the huge rivalry that he had with Chris Jericho in the inner circle. Uh, I I see it. I see that that dude has it factor, and I just can't put into words to describe it on on why it works, but it just does. So kudos to Orange Cassidy. He is my breakout star of the year for 2020. That's a good pick, man. I didn't even think about that guy. Thank you. I've seen him on the indie shows a couple of a um, couple of shows. I saw him perform his thing. Very interesting character. I'm, Very I'm not, interesting. I'm not really sure what his character is because he's just the same way, like backstage. Like the, oh, is he? Non- That's funny. I had no idea. Hands in the pocket, nonchalant, hanging out. Like, okay, what else? I'm here. So I'm not sure if he just stays in character the whole time or that's him. <laughs> I think that's one of the best things about it. It's like we, we don't know. But for all the names, big names in AEW, Orange Cassidy is one of the names that uh, you heard a lot about. And he wasn't a big name, so it's a great pick. For, he definitely broke out this year. Oh, Totally. Totally did, man. Again, um, I think Chris Jericho probably had a lot to do with that, uh, and kudos to him. But yeah, Orange Cassidy has star material written all over him. I expect bigger things to come for him from 2021 and on. I like for us to be diverse, Mark. I was a little worried this might be yours as well, but I'm happy you didn't pick my pick. Uh, my pick was basically a nobody, a scrub, a note enhancement talent in 2019 until. She signed with Impact Wrestling, pretty much becoming the face of the women's division. Diana Perrazzo putting on performance after performance after show-stealing match after show-stealing match. We're talking about breaking out from enhancement talent to becoming the face of a division within face of a division within a year. Diana Perrazzo definitely broke out in 2020, in my opinion. Uh, I couldn't agree more, man. I, I think Diana Perrazzo. Yeah, you want to talk about someone that was jobbing out in WWE and then like just absolutely crushing it for a new promotion right off the gate. Right off the gate. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of people that did not know 
or wasn't too familiar with her work, they definitely know who she is now. A technical wrestling badass in that women's division and a, a star in the making. She was an enhancement talent, and she didn't even get introduced on AEW. I'm sorry, uh, Impact. She went right after the champion, right into a main event picture, right into the title hunt, and won the title belt. And she's a two-time champion within, what, six months? Right. And, and getting into some key storylines right away and delivering top-notch matches uh, show after show. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, definitely great choice there, buddy. We talk about Impact having the, the best women's division in the industry right now, and she's become the face of it after becoming a nobody in 2019. It's just her career this year was amazing. Oh, totally. So, and she's still young, you know, so that she's yeah. got a, a bright future ahead of her as well. All right, great picks, Mark. Great way to start the yeah. awards. Hashtag oh, I like awards. this. Let us know your social, um, your breakout star of the year on our social medias using the hashtag Party Awards. Mark, you're on top of that. Yes, I'm following on Twitter, following along for the Putty Awards, seeing what people are saying. Um, actually, that's a lie. I'm just getting on now. <laughs> yeah, <I figured. laughs> so thank you for reminding me. No problem, Mark. That's what I'm here for, the host. With that being the said, host with, our, with, the most. with our first award under our belt, Mark, you want to get into some news? Absolutely. Absolutely, buddy. And I think I might switch some things up on you here. But We are live. We are live, and I want to keep you on your toes. So, WWE is reportedly interested in signing some of the top impact wrestling talents that will be free agents in the near future. WWE has been making inquiries to find out when their contracts expire. No names were specified, but we do know that Ethan Page has his impact contract set to expire at the end of the year. Uh, Jack Christ recently became a free agent, and there are other several wrestlers or um, their deals are set to expire in 2021. Uh, current world champion, Rich Swan, Willie Mack, Rhino, Rosemary, Taya Valkyrie, Jordan Grace, Kira Hogan, and Moose are all set to expire in, in 2021. Now, buddy, which one of these wrestlers can you see making an impact, no pun intended, in WWE? Of the names listed? I would love to of even- the names listed, yeah. Of course, I would love to see Ethan Page over at WWE. Um, I think he's more like AEW bound. I think they they would handle him better. But I would not mind seeing seeing Kira Hogan in uh, that women's division. Kira Hogan, yeah. I mean, she's definitely got a lot of ability there. She's got a great look. Uh, I do worry with Kira Hogan. It, it depends where she wants to up. I mean, if she wants to be an NXT, that could be a good fit for her. But, you know, in the main roster, I, I fear someone like her, she would get lost amongst the ranks there. Uh, you know, she does have a similar style, I think, to uh, Sasha Banks, which is a mm-hmm. big compliment. But, however, there is already a Sasha Banks there. And, you know, as Triple H, the history goes, you know, with, especially with, um, you know, with wrestlers in the past, you know, we, hey, we already have a Sasha Banks or, hey, we already have something like that. What can you offer? You know, so uh, I don't necessarily know how Kira Hogan would do there. And I, I don't want to see her split off with uh, Tasha Steeles yet. I think that that's a tag team that could do a lot in Impact. Yeah, I'm, 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 I hope, hope she leaves. I hope she stays in Impact. I love what they're doing right now. But I could see her taking that next step to the next uh, level. I actually see Ethan Page doing quite well in WWE because, you know, as we've seen as of late, especially in Impact, uh, the dude brings a lot of character. Yeah, he, yeah. He's not only someone who could go in the ring, but he, he definitely offers that type of entertainment value uh, that WWE does like. Great their promo performers, work. Great promo work. 
Uh, he, he's an all-around guy. I, of course, AEW, I think he would do very well there. But I think out of all the names mentioned, he's more WWE fit, if you will. Uh, an, another name that stands out to me is someone like Jordan Grace. Yeah. I, I think Jordan Grace can do a lot of great work there in WWE. I don't necessarily see anyone in that roster, Raw, SmackDown, or NXT, that is similar to her. I, I think she's very unique. And uh, there's a lot of fun matches that we could see in the in WWE if she were to sign with them. Also, I know you're not a big fan of his, but my man Moose. See, I worry about him. Moose. I worry about him being in the WWE. I don't know how they would handle him. I think he's doing great things uh, over an Impact. I don't know how the WWE would handle him. Not well. I don't think. So I, I feel like I, not I, well I, at all. I would love to see him like in the WWE making it, but I just have my trepidations. Um, I would love to see him being paired again with uh, Karrion Cross. They were a great team together in Impact. But I just worry how they would handle him on the main roster. I, I, I think Moose would get lost in a shovel, honestly. Yeah. I, 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 I think Moose has got a great spot in Impact. I think he it would be in his best interest to resign with Impact if they can Absolutely. afford him. Uh, you know, Or you know, go on to AEW or maybe even NWA would be a great fit for him. I, Raw, no offense, Sam, but I, I, it's just... I just don't see it with him there. I just don't see his skill set matching any one of those brands in WWE. Yeah, like I'd love to see him there, but I just don't see him being handled properly there. No, not at all. I'm sure he'll get a great payday, but you know, if if that's what he's just looking for, then great for him. But yeah, I, you know, as far as uh, wrestling goes, as far as an actual career and to be relevant, uh, he would be Mister Relevant right away if he were Absolutely. to sign. We're on the same page, Mark. For once. For once, weird, right? Yeah. Uh, moving we, on. Should we stop the show now? We, we should stop the show now. <laughs> Trish Stratus said in a recent interview that her and Sasha Banks have some unfinished business. Now, this is a reference to their 2018 Royal Rumble stare down. I know a lot of people want to see this match, uh, myself included. I think that would be an awesome match to see. But should we see this match? Should it happen, buddy? No. Ooh. No, please. Oh, the Grinch that stole Christmas, buddy, saying no, no to Trish Stratus versus Sasha Banks. Lay it on me, my man. First of all, you know, nothing against Trish Stratus. I love Trish Stratus. She's my favorite of all time. Would I love to see her again and again and again? Absolutely. She still got it. She proved it in her last match. She still can go. Now, I but thought her, that was supposed to be her last match. But her last match. Charlotte Flair. Thanks for cutting me off. Her last match was supposed to be her last match. Passing the torch. She's done. Take this riding off in the sunset in front of her home crowd, passing the torch to the next legend of Charlotte Flair. Nice little bow on her career. Don't talk about The Undertaker. Well, what if she comes back and this match doesn't live up to the hype? What if it's not that good? You already passed the torch, so what's the point of going against Sasha Banks? Sasha Banks is not going to carry the torch. Charlotte Flair has it right now. Right. So, I mean, it would be a good match, fun match to watch. Storyline-wise, it don't see anything making sense. And career-wise, I just don't see why she would step in the ring one more time when she had the perfect send-off twice when she first retired what, eight years ago. And then she had this one. Uh, I just don't see why come back and taint what was perfect. The, the only thing that would accomplish is ratings. It would definitely bring money. It would definitely bring asses to seats. Uh, listen, I think you would be lying to everyone if you were to say, I'm not interested in seeing this match. I think we can agree that we both would, would love to see yeah, it. I'd love to match. see it, but I just don't think we need to. That's, that was I question, don't think right? we need to because 
Because, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, That's right. a question. Like Trish Stratus, when she when she passed the torch to Charlotte Flair, and, and that's exactly what happened. That was it. That was supposed to be it. You know, she delivered fantastic match. It was awesome to see. But if this match were to happen, I, I just don't see any logistics to it and how it would make sense. You know, like what does Trish Stratus beating Sasha Banks do? I think that would hurt Sasha Banks. What does Trish Stratus losing to Sasha Banks do? Yeah, Trish Stratus, I don't know. Trish Stratus would have to lose here. But what does Sasha right. Banks gain from it? I don't see anything. Right. So what's the, what's the point? I mean, it'll be fun to watch. You said, I would love to see it. I love seeing Trish Stratus whenever I can. But uh, doesn't make sense storyline-wise. Doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. And I don't, I don't remember that story. The fans win. I don't remember that stare down in the Royal Rumble. I kind of do. do I kind of do. And they've definitely teased some stuff over the years in social media. Um, which led to a lot of speculation, but I don't know. Listen, I'm not necessarily going to complain if it does happen. I, I just don't personally, I don't think it necessarily should, but there are a lot of matches that has happened in WWE that shouldn't have happened. Yeah. <laughs> so, and if, and, yeah. yeah, right. And, and those are matches that like, you know, we'll be shitting on for the rest of our lives, but this is a match. I don't necessarily think anyone would shit on per se. If it were to happen, uh, I think Trish Stratus, she's kept herself in phenomenal shape. She proves that she could still handle herself in the ring. Uh, I, I think they would actually have some pretty good chemistry. It would be a cool match to watch. I don't think anyone would necessarily complain about it if it were to happen, but it's just not going to do anything. Moving on, putty. Now, I had a story, I had a story here for you, but I'm going to nix that right now. Okay. Because Live. 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 I'm switching it up on you, man. So Sean Spears, he had a a little bit of a shoot promo going on in AEW. I don't know if you caught that, buddy. No, I missed that part. Was it a shoot shoot so, or like a shoot air quote shoot? It, no, uh, yeah, it was a shoot air quote shoot. Okay. You know, he's talking about like, you know, his time in WWE. It's pretty much repeating himself there in AEW, but this brass ring, he, he fits all the check marks as far as like, you know, being the guy who feels like he's the guy. Then Giovanni cuts him off and he walks off, right? Now, AEW removes him from the roster page. They, they, apparently, he's they, there's nothing in the works for him in AEW right now. People are speculating. You know, it was actually shoot. Is Sean Spears done in AEW, or is this some sort of storyline? Since that we just saw recently on Impact, the uh, Tony Khan inviting Impact people to AEW. Will Sean Spears? Uh, would he affect over the impact? Would this carry on the storyline? Will this lead to the war? Is this the bullet that leads to a war between AEW and Impact? What are your thoughts? I don't think so. Um, again, I still don't see there being a war here. I think we're expecting something that's not going to come. So you don't think it's going to happen at all, period. Even though Tony Khan invited Impact wrestlers to the show. Even though they do these, these promos yeah, all I don't the time. I think it's going to branch out outside of these uh, Kenny Omega Bullet Club thing. So I don't see how Sean Spears fits into it. Totally forgot about Sean Spears. He was even on the roster to begin with. So is he? Was, has, has he been hurt? Like, why hasn't he been on the show? Why Why hasn't he? I'm not too sure. I, it just seems like... It, it seems like he's right. He's just getting lost in the fold again. You know, it, it's it's WWE Part 2 for him. Because he started but out It, hot, it just like, seems like as well... Like, 
Like, why, why would they necessarily film this promo, right? Why would they push it on YouTube as, like, their top five moments of AW Dynamite for the week? Why would they release it to the trades as far as, like, you know, what's going on here and, and their end? Yeah, I think something's going to you know, come of it. I, just don't just, think it's, I don't think it's hand Something's going to come of it. With the Impact storyline right now. I think it's independent from that. It'll be interesting to see what goes on with it. Like, taking a drink? Taking a drink? Something has to happen. Cheers. I'm taking a drink. We're live. Cheers. I don't think necessarily he's gone. There's no way in hell like AEW would push that, you know, if, if he's indeed done. Or even shoot that, for example. Yeah, they, they wouldn't air it. Seems, so it's going, it's going it, with something. I just don't think it has to do with impact right now. And that goes hand-to-hand, though. Uh, when you know Tony Khan shows up in Impact on Tuesdays with his ads, with what's going on, basically provoking Impact, uh, do, taking those shots, doing the invite. You know, I, I, again, I can't stress enough. Like, you know, when when TV and film, right? When a shot is made, and, and I'm on set quite a bit, man. So when they set up a shot, right? Oh, when they zoom, <laughs> when they zoom in, like say like, on a hand, when they zoom in, like on, on a piece of write, uh, a piece of paper with writing on it, it's not by accident. You know, th- these are just subtle hints that something that's going to lead to something. Yeah. You know, it, it's never. It's there's too much money at stake. There's too much money at stake for it per shot. You know, so with with that being said, with what's going on, with what I'm seeing. I think it is going to lead to something because other than that, it would be a huge waste of money. And I think we are going to see a war at some point. So Whether you, Sean Spears has something to do with it or not, I'm not too sure. So you think he's involved in the impact thing then? Could be. I think that would be smart. I, I think that would be a smart move to do. I mean, that would be uh, smart. I, mean, be I, like, you know, I didn't see it, but if he shows up on impact, I think that would be a really smart he shows up and pick it or even if he shows up with dynamite with some people for impact yeah. I, I think that would be even more phenomenal i just wish he had an allegiance with somebody so. in impact like a friendship or like a partnership from wwe days who are in impact right now like a brian myers or something like they can make some sort of connection with I, I, would, I just can't think of anybody that comes to mind right now he can show up with I, I would have to look further into that but we'll see moving on though um Actually, no, that's it. That's all I have for news. How about that? <laughs> I love that you changed the script alive and gave me like an AEW story I didn't even watch. Thanks. Ugh. Keep me on my toes, huh? <laughs> Taking advantage of being live, huh? Thanks, Mark. Well, you, it's 11 hours of wrestling you're supposed to watch, right? Yeah, somebody has to, Mark. Come on, did you? Of course I do, man. I cover everything. Speaking of covering the, the Raiders on the one-yard line, second on goal, son of a bitch. <sighs> Great way to start the show. You got money on the game? No. I have no money, period. <laughs> What's up? Let's go to our next it's award. Money, everyone's broke. Yeah. Our next award, Mark. Derek Carr hopped over the line, scored Raiders touchdown. Son of a bitch. Oh, Derek Carr won an award? That's awesome. Good for him. Which award did he win? I didn't name, I name an award. I was going to play by play. It's been a while since I've done commentary, Mark. So it's been, I'm a little rusty. So I'm just maybe doing two things at once. wearing the blazer. And as you can tell, notes. All right. How to, yeah. <laughs> As you can tell, I had an energy before the show started. Just kicking in. Let's do this. But acquisition of the year, new award this year. There's been so many acquisitions, mm. so many new faces showing up in new shows. Hard to keep track. But acquisition of the year, Mark, what do you have for me? All right. Well, 
there are a lot of moving parts that happened this year. A lot. A lot of people moved different places, you know, within WWE, within different, you know, within different brands there. Well, you know, a lot of cuts were made in the beginning of the year. Yeah. That people went on elsewhere. And the biggest one that's made the biggest splash, we covered it earlier before, Deanna Perrazzo. I can't, can't stress enough. Going from basically scrubbing WWE to a champion pretty much right away. Being the face, I think, not just the knockouts division, but of that company, time and time again, putting on a wrestling clinic, my man. I, I said earlier this year, I called her the Bret Hart of women's wrestling today. You did. Because she puts company. on that bit of a show. So, acquisition of the year, Deanna Perrazzo, uh, she just recently signed a new deal. To, in fact, she, she's exclusive to them right now. So, Props to her. So obviously they see a lot in her. They're investing to her. And I can't wait to see her carry that division for years to come. Amen, Mark. Basically just everything I said, um, breakout star of the year. And there's nobody really who found a new home this year that really took that ball and ran with it like Deanna Peraza did over an impact. I was close to naming Karrion Cross at NXT because his the upside and the ceiling is so bright and high for him. The upswing is going to be amazing. But I also picked Yana Perrazzo, double down, because nobody had the 2020 she had, um, she had this year. And uh, great. Didn't miss a stride, man. Didn't no. miss a stride at all. And again, she was a scrub nobody and immediately launched to the main event division, um, main event picture, and becoming the face of that stacked division. I mean, you know what's crazy? Like, we, say, we say scrub nobody, but yeah, the, the, her final moments in WWE, her last few weeks there, uh, she she did show a lot what she could do with her little time that she had yeah, with squash was, matches. Was it memorable? It, it, there, was, there, were, there were glimpses there. I was like, oh, that girl's got something there. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see more of her. And then, boom, she gets released. And then, but then, boom, a bigger boom, she goes impact. Now, you think she had a year she had? because she is that damn good or because impacts attention was focused more in the tag team division, building that up. And she just was able to flourish in a lesser diluted main event picture. I think she had the talent. I think like Drew McIntyre, when she was fired, it probably lit something in her. Mm -hmm. Agreed. And then I also think as well, uh, the impact, it's got a different atmosphere, obviously, in the WWE. Uh, not to say they have lesser talent. I, I think, and I stand by it, I think that women's division is probably the best in the game right now. So I, I don't necessarily think it's a talent pool that's different. It might be the chemistry she has with them. That could be different. But, you know, I mean, it's working. Yeah, definitely. It's working, working for her. It's working for Impact. So everyone's winning in that. I'm still waiting for her and uh, Taya Valkyrie to team up. Um, not team up. Uh, face off against each other. That's a match I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I mean, there, there are definitely a few matches there I'd like to see that go on with Deanna Perrazzo. Um, again, a lot, of names, a, lot wow. of names, a lot of names are distracted for the tag team tournament. So once that's handled, people can focus on the title picture. She has a lot more uh, opponents lined up to go for that title. So it's going to be a lot more interesting matchups in her future. Exactly. And it seems like Impact is bringing on more and more acquisitions. So that's another thing to watch out for. But, buddy, we... we we got two right here, two wards down. Wait, wait, how many more to go? I can't count that. We, right. we, we, <laughs> yeah, we, got, we got plenty more left. Don't worry about it. Let's play full in the tank. But for now, let's move on to the event that was TLC, Mark. 
What a show. Ah, uh, yes. TLC. I, uh, Some are calling it the pay-per-view of the year. It was, a damn, it was a good show. It was a really good show. It was a very good show. Well done. I will well say done. that. It was, a, it, was a, it was a good way to end off the year as far as pay-per-views go. And much like uh, um, War Games. War Games had two War Games matches that you could easily pick match of the night. I think we easily have two matches, two TLC matches that were contenders for match of the night as well. Both matches delivered. No, absolutely. And they, they told the story. And it's funny because what did I say going into this? There was only one match that I really had a lot of interest in. Yeah. But but here we are. I mean, they, they delivered from top to bottom of that card. Definitely did. But I will I will say this. My takedown moment from TLC was the one I was looking forward to see. It was Fiend versus Randy Orton because of the story that told and how unique that ending was. That that was something I did not see coming at all. No. I mean, who who could? Right? If you saw that ending, please let give me the lottery tickets for next couple of weeks. I need to strike it bright because that nobody could have predicted that. Predict, predicted the that, that was, Yes. That way? No. No. No, and I personally think that was actually a good way for him to lose like that. Um I think they both look strong. A lot of people, a lot of people are saying online, and I was talking to someone as well, a friend of mine, how, how they just buried the fiend. I can't believe they buried the fiend. First off, he didn't get buried, he was burned. I saw Secondly, that joke. I saw that joke. That was nice. That was, that was <laughs> Secondly, though, I don't necessarily see SO. I don't necessarily see the fiend being buried in the in the way how he lost to Randy Orton. Putty, what do you think? Uh, I don't think of him being buried either. I don't know what they come of it, but I just there's something they're planning. They they're not going to do that just to kill them off. No pun intended. No. They're doing that because they have something in mind. What I don't know because you cannot predict anything with the fiend. And that's the thing. You just hit it right there. You cannot predict anything with the fiend. The fiend is WWE's version of a horror character. And the thing about horror characters, they don't die. If anything, they come back stronger. Yeah, it's true. It's scarier than before. And Alexa Bliss teasing that on, on Monday Night Raw uh, when she had her Alexis playground, that scary little incident there with Randy Orton. And they're, they're doing a tease for this coming Monday if The Fiend may or may not come back then. I, I think they should probably keep The Fiend off TV for a little bit. Yeah, so. You know, she should keep on teasing that, keep on building Alexa Bliss's character. But, uh, you know, I, I, I see The Fiend coming back bigger and stronger than ever, man. Like, he's someone like you really, it's going to be really hard to screw his character up. Does Randy Orton go far in the Rumble and he, he comes back some way? Does, does he come back to the Royal Rumble to screw Randy Orton? Or when do you think he comes back? How long do you keep him off TV? I mean, that would be cool to see for sure. Something like that. Um, again, dude, I mean, there's just so many different outcomes and, and how they can play up with this storyline here. Uh, especially, like, you know, someone like Bray Wyatt and, and someone like Randy Orton as well. Like they're both so character driven. Storyline based, uh, you know, I, I'm sure they definitely have their hands as far as creativity goes for this storyline. I, I, I don't necessarily see us being disappointed in this one. I don't. Can I step in my soapbox for a second? Absolutely, go for it. I talked to you about this briefly right after it happened, and that still bothered me today. USA mm. USA Network wanted WWE yeah. to become more darker and edgier. WWE fans or a wrestling fans in general have been shitting on WWE because ever since they came PG, right? They want the attitude ever back. Talked about it last week. 
They want a more edgier product. It's too kid. It's too soft. Now they give you something nobody saw coming. Very edgy. Very like holy shit moment. And what do I see online, Marcus? Um, that was so stupid. That was clearly a dummy. That, that was not Bray Wyatt. You can see there's no tattoos on his arm, on his upper bicep. There's no tattoos. That was a dummy. That was not live. Yeah, no shit, bro. You want Randy Orton to set a human being on fire? That, that Him saying a dummy is not edgy enough for you? You want him to actually murder Bray Wyatt live on TV? Would that have done it for you? Would that have been cooler? No. Shut the fuck up. You know, those are the same people, though, that, like, go on IMDb um, and, and talk about, like, oh, well, in that shot, you know, they were moving their, their pen with the left hand, but then in the next shot, they're moving with the right. You know, th- those are those type of people out there that are Twitter, that are, are wrestling, uh, that are knocking segments like this. It, it's just, uh, it's ludicrous. There's always going to be haters out there. But I see you giving a weird look. What's going on? Um, Keep talking, Mark. You, 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 you agree that people are never going to be happy. No, no, especially especially wrestling fans. They always have an opinion. They always like. Yes, there there are certain moments in wrestling where it definitely deserves some criticism. But then there, listen, there are people out there that probably hate the Shawn Michaels Undertaker match from WrestleMania twenty five. You know, which yeah. a lot of people think is like the best match in wrestling history. I'm sure there are people out there that oh shit on Macho Man and in uh, Steamboat from WrestleMania three. But yeah. I feel like you're about to break some breaking news right now. Um, but yeah, but um, yeah, I'm a little distracted. I got some breaking news. I'm just trying to look into it. We are live, Mark. We are live. Um. Yeah, I'm kind of thrown for a loop right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it was clearly a dummy. You cannot send him, have some set some a human being on fire. So to get over it, what 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 do you want? Please come on. You know, even if they get what they want, they'll still fish about it. That's a fact, unfortunately. But yeah. Putty, going on to you, what was your takedown moment from TLC? Damn, I love both TLC matches. Um, I'm not a big fan of TLC matches, um, but they, both of them delivered. Um, I was thinking about the Miz cashing in and how I don't think right now is the moment to do it because he's not a respected threat. He's a joke. And what happens? He comes in and cashes in, <laughs> which I got hyped a little bit, but I did notice John Morrison cashing in. So, and that was clearly done. And I'm hoping that this is a new angle coming out that. Maybe he does get the Kareef case back. He didn't cash in, Mark. John Morrison did. So I mean, he made that very clear on Monday Night Raw. So keeping hope alive, I am hoping that the Miz gets money in the briefcase back. But I was disappointed he cashed in because he knew he wasn't going to win. But my takeaway, I really, really was impressed by the showing between Sasha Banks and Carmella. I really liked that match. Carmella, I think, exceeded my expectations here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very aggressive. Like, Banks sold everything well. And uh, I just liked the back and forth between the two. And I was surprised. Was, I did not expect to like this match as much as I did, especially with two TLC matches in that Firefly Funhouse. But uh, props to those two women. It was, it was a good match. Carmella, I, I, she's been someone that's been catching my eye uh, the last few weeks. Someone that's been continuously stepping up her game 
Uh, it seems like she's really taking off with this character, uh, this new persona that she's been uh, that she, she's been taking on the last few weeks since she's come back. Uh, Putty, do, do you see do you see Carmella as someone that's a credible threat? That someone that could win the women's championship yet again? I mean, yes, absolutely. Are you liking it? Are you liking this new version of Carmella? Is she the real deal? I think so. She's proven she's a substantial champion. Um, I think she has what it takes. She's getting better and better. This new character, I'm still getting used to. She definitely has the look. So I think I, she's definitely a viable, credible champion. I don't see her beating Sasha Banks yet. I don't see Sasha Banks losing right now. But I think she'll be in the main event picture for a while. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. I, I like this version so much better. I, I, she was good in her original kill run when she won the Women's Championship. I like what she was doing there with that. But then they turned her face. And we've talked yeah. about this before. Whenever someone catches some steam as a heel, then they eventually turn their face. And what do they do? They turn them into a joke. They turn them like, you know, just laughing, smiling, dancing for no apparent reason. They get lost in the shuffle. And then they get written off storylines for some time. And then they eventually come back with a monster heel push. Like, it seems like WWE has a problem finding good faces. Unfortunately, yeah, it's sad. But, Mark, before we move on to TV, we are live, buddy. We are live. And unfortunately, that's not always good news. What happened? It's been confirmed. Brody Lee has passed away. No. Yeah. Uh, Just broke the news now while we were talking that my, uh, I was a little distracted. And this was supposed to be Are a, you serious? Supposed to be a fun favorite show, Mark. Supposed to have fun tonight. Brody Lee passed away. How yeah. what happened? Tell me, man. Talk to me. Don't know. But there's a statement being released via AW saying all elite wrestling family is heartbroken. In an industry filled with good people, John Huber was exceptionally respected and beloved in every way, a fierce and captivating talent, a thoughtful mentor, a simply very kind soul that starkly contradicted contradicted. His persona as Mr. Brody Lee. John's love for his wife, Amanda, children, Brody, and Nolan was evident to all of us who were fortunate to spend time with him. And we send our love and support to his beautiful family today and always. John's popularity among his peers and influence on wrestling world was worldwide and transcended AEW. So this loss we felt for many by a long, for a long time. We were privileged at AEW to call John Huber a brother, a friend, and one of our own. So we don't, oh. know, don't know what happened. But uh, unfortunately, wow. unfortunately, uh, Brody Lee passing away today. It's um pretty sad, dude. Um, I'm thrown for a loop here. I I I, I, I just, just I knew something was up because I I saw you looking the phone, all distracted, concerned. Like that's not like you, and uh, I have a feeling it wasn't anything good. Yeah, no. But Talk about- I, I thought it was like maybe someone was fired or something, but shit. No, a friend of mine uh, sent it to me as you were talking, and I'm like, okay. That's he told me to keep talking like a jackass. Thanks. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I was just throwing, for- I mean, like, all right, I got to look into this. And um, I didn't see anything pop up on the news sites, but then I went to Twitter and I saw AW's Twitter posted the same message my friend sent me. So, yeah. I'm at a loss for words, man. Honestly, uh, Brody Lee, a big fan of his work. Uh, you know, he's 
doing a lot of cool things here at AEW. 41 years uh, old. You know, 41 years old, still young. Uh, so no, someone, no, uh, no cause of death yet. Again, this is just breaking as we're on the air. We'll, f- we'll have more next week. I'm sure you guys will find out by then. But yeah, man. Rest in peace, Brody Lee. Shit, man. Rest in peace for sure. What and a, uh, condolences to his loved ones as well. And I keep saying this. I don't mean it to sound like I think I, I think I come off the wrong way when I say this, but what a waste of talent in WWE. Like they wasted him. What? They totally wasted him in WWE. Like you saw, oh, WWE. What if he had flashes of when he IC championship runs? We saw he had potential to do something. They just kept dropping the ball with him and boom. You want to well, I mean, like, this thing with the Dark Order? What have we got going on there? Yeah, you know, I mean, instantly, uh, instantly was, was someone to to watch. He, he commanded that spotlight for sure, uh, right off the gate with that character that he was taking on with the Dark Order. And you know, it, it's it's crazy, man. It's, people were talking like, "Where's Brody Lee been? Where's Brody Lee?" I've heard that. Like, I keep where, saying that too. Where's Brody Lee? And, and you know, people were like, "Oh, he's injured." Blah blah. blah. Okay, whatever. I, I don't necessarily remember him getting injured, but uh, well, I mean, here it is. I mean, obviously, something something was up. Something obviously unfortunate happened. <sighs> Damn, bro! I, I right now, I, I wish I could take a break. <laughs> right? I need to break my I, like compose myself, <laughs> get my thoughts together. Shit. How did he transition from your party? You're the host. <laughs> we move on to TV. <clears throat> We're finished with uh, TLC. Thank God I got my soapbox rant about the fucking Karens on Twitter complaining before this news broke. But somehow... And he just went right back to it. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to talk about TV. I guess we just move ahead, right? Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. But yeah, that's it. I mean, well, you know, WWE has had losses, tragic losses like this, unfortunately, many times. It's the first tragic loss I think an AEW has experienced, especially with somebody on the main roster with a part of a storyline. So I am curious now. It's a tragic loss in general for a wrestling world. I mean, he, he was definitely doing yeah. his thing in the Indies before he even signed in WWE. I, I followed his story for uh, quite a bit. The, the dude had um, a lot of passion for this industry. Uh, he definitely understood it good very presence. well. Uh, he had a strong work ethic. Uh, it just seems like overall just a good dude, you know. Um, so my friend wants credit. So shout out to Vacant for breaking the news live on the air. He's listening. So I uh, appreciate it. Thank you for staying on top of that for us. Yeah, respect, man. Thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, well, well, I mean, so I want to apologize to our, to our listeners. This is our first time going live. And, yeah. uh, and of course, Watch, you know, we have show breaking news here. Yeah. We're, we're trying to adapt here if, if you know, mine and just bear with us here gain our composure yeah right yeah all right how you feeling buddy are you good i'm good i'm just curious now to see what happens uh the results and hopefully it was nothing uh i want to say nothing tragic but nothing any results could be tragic so again rest in peace probably lee yeah we're, I mean, we're go back to the format of the show the year-end awards the putty awards let's get back into a festive fun atmosphere okay. and um let's focus on moving on and let's get into some TV this week. All right. So my takedown moment, buddy, is actually SmackDown Live. Big E has yep. won the big one. He is now the new Intercontinental Champion. 
that was a cool thing to see, man. He, he's someone that I've been rooting for for quite some time. Um, even before Kofi got his push, like, you know, he was someone that, like, I was always eyeing, like, you know, that dude can definitely do something. And uh, I'm glad to see him get his dues right here. Now, Putty, do you think that this is something that's going to lead to bigger things for him in 2021? Because we talked about this, about him possibly being the guy to unseat Roman Reigns. Um, yeah, I said that. Are, are they, I said that you are, are they shaping him? Are they shaking? Are they shipping him up to be that guy? Definitely. Twenty twenty one is going to be a big year for Big E. I've said that a couple weeks ago. I think um, I was going to. He was in my short list of ones to watch in twenty twenty one. He's not. I felt weird picking a ten time tag team champion as one to watch. But twenty twenty one is going to be a huge year for Big E, and this is just mm-hmm. the launching point of it. And I'm excited to see where he goes from here. I'm excited too. And, you know, I'm glad they're not necessarily changing his character too much. Uh, yes, he can get down to business, but just let Big E be Big E. You know, yes, yeah. he's 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 a big goofball. Yes, he can have a lot of fun. Yes, he's entertaining as hell. But that's what makes him special. You know, and we've seen time time before. Even when he was part of the New Day, when it's time to get business, when it's time to get down, when it's time to get serious, he does it. Yeah, and he's obviously been very successful for. How long have the New Day been a thing? No, oh, I don't even know. Or, was it almost? No, I don't know. It's been a while. It's been a while. I don't have the numbers in front yeah. of me here, but yeah. I want to say a decade, but I think it's, it's wrong. The biggie, biggie, and, new, and uh, the New Day—they've been very successful quite some time, and obviously for, obviously for a reason. So keep Biggie the way he is. Don't touch him. Let him do his thing, and uh, I think he's going to be all right, all right, all right. How long are we sitting on that? Um, so they brought back him doing like the, the chalk hand chalk before during his entrance. They gave him a new entrance music. I kind of like the fact that he's keeping the new day attire. Yeah, I like that too. So they're not completely changing him. So props to Big E. Yeah, I'm excited. He's evolving. He's evolving. Yeah. That's what's going on here. And uh, yeah, again, I'm excited that he won the championship. That's a great way to end off 2020 and start a new year for him and for a bigger push. So. Looking forward to that, seeing that. Putty, what was yours? 11 hours of TV this week, Mark. I also picked SmackDown. Um, that, t- that steel cage match, Roman Reigns versus Kevin mm. Owens. Mm. Wow. Damn good match. What a very good match. It was, I mean, it was a, yeah, cheap, I mean, it was a cheap ending, but the, I, an ending I've not seen before. Like, if, if they fucked that up, they botched that. That handcuff was a foot closer. The ending to the match could have been different. Right. Right. Uh, there was plenty of believable near falls. Going to a conversation we had last oh, week about sure. Kevin Owens doing a lot of super kicks, a lot of stunners, kind of took away a little bit just because I had that conversation to prep last episode. Um, I would like to have seen. I more. was analyzing that. Yeah. I would like to have seen. I was more. Analyzing. Now, the super kick that he hit off the top rope, so kind of glazed Roman Reigns. So I appreciated that. And then the, the stunner, I mean, not for nothing, Kevin Owens kicked out of Spears. So it, it was yeah, obviously a, yeah. a big main event match. So. I would like um, to have seen more for attempts to escape the cage. I do like mm-hmm. there wasn't nothing. They only tried to escape the cage like twice. I mean, that's the whole point of a cage. Try to escape, climb over the top. But I thought it was a really great way to start SmackDown. They had a great way to end SmackDown. SmackDown had a great lead in that football game. They had huge numbers. What a great episode of SmackDown that was. Now, you know, it's crazy. I mean, so we saw a TLC. And I, I, I'm going to be real. I didn't watch TLC live. I, I waited a day or two before I was able to watch it. 
Um, but before I watched it, someone was saying to me, like, oh, can you believe that Kevin Owens can't a rematch at SmackDown and a steel cage match? The dude lost clean. Why is he getting a rematch at TLC? Uh, 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 SmackDown. And I'm just, and I'm just like, oh, I, I don't know enough to comment. I, I don't necessarily know. <laughs> I know Roman Reigns won, but I, I, that's all I know. Uh, let me get back to you on this. I'm getting back to him now on the uh, on air live right now. Get in your, get in your soapbox. Get in my soapbox. Did you watch the same TLC that I watched? Because Kevin Owens did not lose clean in that match. Kevin Owens lost because of Jey Uso. That, that, that's why he lost. And that's why you have a steel cage match. And by the way, great match at TLC between those two guys. There were plenty of times where it seemed like Kevin Owens was completely done for, but he kept on coming, he kept on fighting, and uh, he definitely earned a lot of respect there for that. Uh, the, the heart of a warrior right there. But that's why you have a steel cage match. That's why you have the rematch to make sure there's no outside interference, which, of course, it wound up being a smart tactical move by Jey Uso. But it, it, it fit the story. Yeah. Did it not? I mean, am I am I crazy? Am I taking crazy pills, putty? No, am I seeing the same thing? You're fine. I agree I, yeah. Okay. People just love to complain. I, I just, Going back to the theme, I, I just don't get it. People will find something to complain about. You can't make everybody happy, Mark. As we know. Mm. Now, what happens from here? I mean, do you think Kevin Owens deserves yet another rematch after this, or are they moving on? I think he needs another rematch because he didn't he didn't lose clean again. Right. So something's gonna there's gonna be and Susie comes in threes. There's gonna be one more match probably, and then I think it'll be done. You, you think they're gonna put Jey Uso in a, in a shark cage, put him on? Oh, yes, please. And then next thing you know, it's Jimmy Uso that interferes. Jimmy Uso comes back. Boom, Mark. That's not a prediction. I think that's a spoiler. That's a spoiler right there. Boom. Or <laughs> Jimmy Uso gets in the steel cage, and Jey Uso. Oh, pull a twin magic. Yeah. Because he's coming back soon, so that'd be a perfect way to reintroduce him. Yeah, he's definitely coming back for sure. And then, that, and then forget about it. Once that happens, you have Roman Reigns and both Usos and Paul Heyman. Roman Reigns will be virtually untouchable. Well, the thing with the whole Jey Uso thing is Roman Reigns is a monster. Roman Reigns is the beast. He can win oh, totally. he, he can win big matches. He doesn't need Jey Uso's help. No. So why is he getting Jey Uso's help? Like, That's what heels do, my man. That's know, what heels do. Like, we you know. Does Brock Lesnar need Paul Paul Heyman? But Paul no. Heyman never cost like helped him win matches. The extent did the Undertaker need the Mystery of Darkness? No. Mm. But did they cost him the matches as blatantly as Jey Uso has? It just helps, man. Roman Reigns could easily have it. Just it's it's, 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 it's insurance. Insurance, yeah, I guess. You know, I gotta say this is what's interesting too about that match or this this version of this rivalry. I can't speak live. Can't edit it out. Live. <laughs> now we've seen Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens plenty of times before right we, we've seen this rivalry happen mm-hmm. not gonna lie it was never that interested it was never that invested it was just like kind of a yeah. kind of flat line for me all those matches that they've had before this rivalry is so different because is, of is it, is it the fact that Roman Reigns is just that much better of a heel and Kevin Owens is just that much better of a face were they just not properly booked this whole time. Is Kevin Owens a good face? I, I, I believe him as a face. I, I like him as a face. Okay. I think Kevin Owens actually is one of those very few people in wrestling, not just in WWE, in wrestling, that can pull off a heel very well and a face very well. 
Yeah, it's very rare. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's probably booking. I mean, Rome Reigns, I don't think it was booked wrong as a face. It's just people didn't buy into it. Or not necessarily booking. Maybe I'm using the wrong term, but like you just just use creatively. I mean, Roman Reigns obviously light years better as a heel. He just never struck me as a good proper face. Never has. Just never resonated with the uh, clear not just me, but like a lot of people in the crowd. You know, how many times you hear "fuck you, Roman"? Yeah. <laughs> You even heard it sometimes even after he came back from cancer. <laughs> yeah. You're just not a likable person. But, man, as, as a heel? Killing it. Absolutely killing it. And this dynamic definitely works so much better. And, and uh, yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing more of this. Start of the second quarter, Dolphins down 3-7, son of a bitch. <sighs> but let me ask you a stupid question. Okay. You're the AW guy here. Tony Khan doesn't really have... A presence on AEW TV, is that correct? Not really, no. No. Because he's coming off on these uh, commercials on Impact as kind of like... Vince McMahon-esque? Douchey, spoiled, cocky, narcissist. Like, this week, it's getting getting worse and worse. I mean, worse and worse. It's getting more progressive as the weeks go on in these commercials. Mm -hmm. Like, this week... Oh, you know, I have the duty. I have the ability to stop the injunction. I can do. I can stop this, but I'm not going to. As part owner of this company, who represents this person and this company of hotels, I can do right. this. I might stay in Nashville. You know, seven billion dollars is nothing to me. Is that a character he's playing, or is that some sort of part of this ongoing storyline he's trying to portray? I mean, this felt weird. Like he's getting more cocky and smug as the weeks go on. I'm like, and I'm liking it. I'm liking it a lot. You know, I, Tony Khan, I, he's been impressed me with this. So uh, it's not a character. Last, he plays. It's not a character he plays on AEW. It's at not all. a character he plays. No, it's not a character he plays at all. It's a, like this is uh, this is something different and new. And I, I gotta say, man, it's it's been working. I don't necessarily know if he's that dude in real life, but yeah, uh, I don't think it's a real life. I think it's some sort of. The characters like I said, whoever's weeks, weeks whoever's on, working with him is doing a good job yeah and i'm not liking it so it just makes me kind of like it you know that makes sense <laughs> it does make sense yeah so i'm just curious about what's going on next we got a text mark text from eric code 7917 stop talking about vince okay. he's over the hill so yeah we're not talking about vince we're talking about tony khan but i think that's cute our cue to move on Time to move on. All right, let's do it up. Um, well, we have more awards, right? Oh, Mark Tolman. Mark Tolman, what's up, buddy? Mark Tolman, a good friend of the show since day one. Within um, a couple of months of the show, he sent us a big, big frozen like steak basket from Florida. Ooh, okay. He's a good friend of our shows, a good friend of me and Abel's from college days. Mark Tolman, shout out. Thanks for listening, buddy. Appreciate it. Much love, man. I always appreciate people that tune in. All right, buddy. I'm going to let you lead off, man. We we have a lot of awards to still give off left. Yeah, the rest of them, yeah. So, yeah, yeah you sprinkle it out through the show. Now, the meat of the annual Putty Awards is here. Let's get into the rest of the awards. All right. There, you know, Mark, you, uh, you brought up promo of the year. Yes. This is something that you've been passionate about. Well, dude, I am a man who does quite a few promos, usually uh, non-pandemic. 
in the wrestling world. I, I am a manager to the Satsujin squad. So uh, I, uh, I appreciate a good promo. I always have, man. So with that being said. Now, what, what made you pick this award? Like, was there a, did you have a specific promo in mind when you came up with this? Or did you like just no, 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 no. Because, because I do love, I've always loved promos, right? And, and like, you know, since I've been part of professional wrestling, it's, it's pretty much one of my main job duties to do as a manager is like, you know, talk shit. Uh, it's more than just talking shit. There is an art form to it. Uh, something that I've been, I studied time and time and time again, something I'm trying to perfect myself. I'm nowhere near perfect by any means. I'm not saying I am. I think a lot of people call me out if I were to say I was, but I am someone that takes pride in what I do. I think I'm very good at what I do and I'm always learning. Uh, so, I think it's an art form and I respect it. So I, I think someone that is a master in a the mic, they deserve the proper respect and they deserve their own award. Mark Tolman wants us to talk about old school wrestling. Mark Tolman is so old. He wants to talk about like, you know, the old school guys, Bruno San Martino, Nature Boy, you know, Buddy Rogers. You know, Mark, we're not talking about that. We're talking about 2020 year end awards, Mark. Okay, can we move on to the show? Not you, Mark, Mark Tolman. Okay. So uh, All right. looking back, you, I don't have any promos in mind. Looking back for this year, so many came to mind, Mark. So I uh, appreciate you picking this award. Uh, Mark, the floor is yours. Promo of the year for 2020. All right. Admittedly, I might be cheating on this one. Okay. I, I'm just giving a full disclosure right here. I, it was hard to pick just one during the storyline. They started off the year very strong. These are two men that are veterans in this business. These are two I men. It. Knew it. Knew it that just had grit and passion and they understand character work. They understand how the art of the promo is. And honestly, all these string of promos could have easily been taught as a masterclass and they could have all just been one promo. I'm talking about Randy Orton and edge all throughout their story arc in the beginning uh, half of this year. So you don't have a promo of the year. You're picking this whole program. Um, Cause you can't pick one. It, it was very hard to pick just one out of their promos because every promo, it was just like, one was better after the other after the other. And honestly, you really can't have one promo without the other. And there were a few where it was just like they weren't together at the same time because I guess they were figuring out this whole COVID thing. Uh, you would have Randy Orton do his one thing. And then the next week, you would have Edge do his thing. And it was just fucking awesome to see, man. Uh, you know, at one point, I was even considering Eddie Kingston and, and John Moxley, their recent promo that they had uh, leading up to full gear. I thought that was a passionate promo. Uh, and actually up John Moxley's game. I don't necessarily think he's the, the best promo artist. I might get some hate mail for that, but Eddie Kingston is a master in the mic. But I, I, I just really, <laughs> I'd be ill-advised. If I didn't give like, the best promo work I've seen in a long, long time to uh, Randy Orton and Edge. So I knew you were going to pick that. I was just curious which one were you going to pick, but you're not picking the one, you're picking the whole mm. thing because Edge's return promo was great. Then that promo with RKO and Beth Phoenix back in uh oh yeah right before things shut down in uh march 2nd that whole program was just amazing and uh i don't fault you for not picking one because and then once things did get shut down leading up to their wrestlemania match and their world's greatest um best wrestling match ever it just that whole what five months was amazing absolutely absolutely was and it just uh it's definitely they were all memorable just the fact that you know that took place five years ago, AKA the beginning of this year. Yeah. And, I, and I still remember it. That goes to show you like how good 
that was. So a couple, I had a couple on my list, and a couple of them involved Randy Orton and Edge. So um, not going to pick those. I have two honorable mentions. Am I allowed to do that, Mark? It's my show. It's my awards. I guess I can do that. <laughs> honorable you mentions. Do whatever you want, man. Uh, to that Sony Deville promo. Then when she came out and it went to apologize to Mandy Rose, and then just cut that great promo that launched that storyline. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's yes. a promo I, I forgot about until I went back and watched it. I'm like that was a great promo. Props to her. That was her coming out. And I really enjoyed the uh, Jay Uso promo against Roman Reigns about why can't it be me or which, which twin are you? That was awesome too. Yes. So I can't not mention those two. I, I couldn't pick. But one promo that had me glued from beginning to end, Randy Orton, Ric Flair. Mm. Oh, you know, yes. He calling, out, he, he calling him calling out Ric Flair and Ric Flair just saying, you know, when I was on death's door, all I wanted to do was tell people I love them. And uh, I'm just Charlotte's dad. I want to be a part of Randy Orton's legacy. I want to be a part of Randy Orton when he ties my record and breaks my record. And um, that whole promo I watched twice last night. And uh, that was one promo I was glued to. And that promo, I think, is my Oh, promo. you have two masters right there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a great one. I mean, you know, Ric Flair, literally, he is the promo artist. Uh, I, I've never seen that dude do a bad promo. And, and, and to this day, I mean, damn, the dude could still bring it home, huh? <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, shout out to James. Maybe, you know, you obviously Bill, have a great... But uh, Ric Flair... Archeo, that was that was back on August tenth. Such a lo- such a long time. That ago. was August tenth. Yeah. Jesus Christ, man, this year is fucking long. <laughs> Say that again, Mark. Moving on to the next right, award. What's Mark? your next award? Let's go with. Let's change it up a little bit, Mark. Let's go with the indie star to watch in twenty twenty one. As we all know. We do love our indie wrestling here at A Shot of Wrestling. We do like the last couple of years to spotlight our local indie wrestlers who we feel are the ones to watch, the one you should go see if they're in your neighborhood. So, as we all know, they're shut down. They are slowly coming back in some areas. If indie wrestling is available near you, please go support them and check them out. Here in the Tri-State area, it's still slim pickings, Mark, but we're coming back. Give a couple more months, right? right absolutely. Absolutely, man. Raise out the ball, fourth and one. Oh, come on. So, Mark Schwann, your indie star to watch in 2021. I believe last year it was Rick Recon, oh. I believe, right? Yeah. Last year's Rick Recon. The year before that was Eric Jaden. Uh, as you can tell, there's a trend yeah. there going along with the Satsujin squad. This year, I'm not going to give it to a Satsujin squad member. Okay. Yeah, I want to switch it up because I can give it to Satsujin all day long, my man. But I, think I know you're going to pick, but okay. You think I don't know? You think you know? I think I have two picks. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this, man. As a manager in Indies. Just so you know, Mark, Mark, you know, Mark's I, been standing for the whole show, and he just sat down and relaxed, reclining in his chair. So you know he means business. Mark Schwann, go ahead. <laughs> I've managed a tag team that's managed to win three tag team championships in different promotions. I've managed a United States champion. I've managed a 5 Bros champion. I've managed two World Heavyweight Champions. Thing that's missing is the women's championship. And the one that keeps on winning gold no matter where she goes. And 
the one that has gotten a trial at the Performance Center and one that has the brightest future that I can see that always proves herself time and time again, no matter where she shows up, is Vicious Vicky. That's what I thought you were going to pick. Well, I, well, listen, man, she checks off every single box that it takes to be part of the Schwan Club, to be part of the Schwan Nation. And listen, man, if she will have me, I would gladly match her all day long. But Vicious Vicky, Vicky, she is a star in her making. She, she is someone that I honestly think is going to be signed to a major promotion within the next year or two. So I had two names automatically, and Vicious Vicky was one of those names. Because I totally agree with everything you're saying. I love being some Vicious Vicky. I think she has what it takes already in her young career. Not only she winning championships, she already had yeah. a tryout for the WWE. So. She's very passionate in what she does. She, she's someone that keeps honing her craft time and time again. Uh, and gets better every single time. Her character work, her promos, her in-ring ability. She's got a great look. Uh, she's got all the factors. And honestly, full disclosure, she's an awesome person to work with. Oh, yeah. She's definitely definitely an amazing woman. Um, big supporter of our show. So shout out to Vicious Vicky. We love her over here. Couldn't fall asleep last night, Mark. I was taking all the awards. I, I, I had a feeling you were going to pick her. So I thought it'd be like, I'm, <laughs> really? And I'm, I'm dressed to the nines here. You I know, was doing a, a swerve your way. It's an award show. I, I got the putty blazer on. I got the button-down shirt. What I really wanted to do was wear her shirt. I have her shirt. I was going to wear it underneath this shirt and unbutton it when you announce it. Totally forgot to do it. I was so pissed. <laughs> I, I got. I had a feeling you're going to pick her. And that's. I mean, that's not a knock. It's a great pick. She was on my list as well. Young career, championships, and a WWE triad already. Forget about it. Yeah, I mean, dude, it, the future is hers. She, she could do whatever she wants with it. I may be hit or miss with my ones to watch in 20 uh, in the following year on the main roster. Uh, my indie picks have been on point. A couple of years ago, I picked, our first one was Mike Orlando. He's been winning championships wherever he goes. He's now down in Florida. Shout out to Mike Orlando and his fiance, Ali Rex. Big fans and supporters of our show since day one. Last two years ago, I picked AZ Andrews. Won his championships wherever he went. For 2020, I picked Team Too Good, Mark. And we know what happened, Mark. Within three months, they won championships in like two or three different companies. Mm, yeah. yeah. They, 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 they. So I kind of feel like I'm on a roll with my. Wait, you're like Nostradamus of the Indies? Is that, what you're, is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. So I am going to select the breakout star of 2021 right now, Mark. At once again, much like last year, you are a year behind. The cyborg assassin. Who are you picking? Rick Recon. Oh, look at that. I mean, I was a year late, man. The dude won championships last year. What are you talking about? I was yeah. right. Yeah, mid-card championships. 2021 is his time to excel to the next He was level. an immortal champion. He was an immortal world heavyweight champion. I don't know what that means. Oh, okay. <laughs> but Rick Recon is somebody. You know, I know my boy better than you do. Stop. I'll tell you that. You have, a, you have your microphone right next to your mouth. We are live. Please don't scream. It's not a microphone. But don't don't make me mad. But Rick Recon has the look. He has the. I don't need to tell you, Mark. Um, he has it. The it factor is someone that embodies Rick Recon. He has everything. He checks every single box that you need. Every single box WWE Vince McMahon needs looks for. I think he can fit in WWE, fit in NXT, fit in Impact, fit in AEW. He's all encompassing. He just needs that next step. He's already been in NXT. He's a security guard in NXT, right? He, he went nose to nose against Triple H. 
He did. He did. I had that picture. I can't find you it. Know, when, so I, I lost that picture. But I, I told Rick Recon this uh, once before. Rick Recon, when I look at him, I see someone that has true McIntyre-like potential. You know, Rick Recon can be a star. He is a star. I, the last show, what I call him, he is the workhorse and the show horse. He's a man that can work his ass off in the ring, show you what he's got, and entertain at the same time, if you will. Rick Recon has, as you said, everything you need, everything you want to be the face of a promotion. And 2021 will be it when things open back up, man. I'm looking for big things for Rick Recon. As am I. That's why I picked him. And Rick Recon, you're, you're welcome. I do have the golden touch. So um, Mark Schwann doesn't. So now 2021 dick. will be the year of Rick Recon. And uh, how many years do you give it until he signed to a company? I'm giving at least maybe two. You give him two? All right. He's definitely going to end up on NXT or maybe an AEW Dark match somewhere. It's on down the line. But uh, he's just one step away from making it big. Oh, he definitely is, man. Definitely is. He just needs he just needs that one chance, and they will never, ever, ever regret it. And he will take that ball and he'll run with it all the way to the end zone. I he might it. he might be the some of the Miami Dolphins might right now, huh? <laughs> yeah, down through 10 here in the uh middle of the second quarter that sucks they're driving though they're driving and also i I hate to break kayfabe mark i love kayfabe i love to keep kayfabe alive nice guy too rick regan really nice guy yeah we 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 both kind of broke kayfabe with that yeah (laughs) hey but don't cross him he will kick your ass yeah even though that cyborg gimmick has been done wherever the fucking these marks are saying now but no one does it like rick recon shout out to him well, Mark's just saying that. That's, who cares? Uh, now let's moving go, on, buddy. Let's go back to the one I don't have so much luck with. The one to watch in 2021. Mainstream. Mark, go ahead. The one to watch. By the way, you're welcome for letting you go first all the time. You I mean, that's... That's how it's been ever since I came on the show. So why, why are you breaking up now? I don't, I don't need to pick my picks. Well, the one to watch for 2021, I, I think, is someone, again, that has that it factor uh, that just came all, came along to the main roster, just moved over to SmackDown. And it's already in a big storyline there with Bailey. I'm talking about Bianca Belair. She is the EST. Of professional wrestling, man. She is the strongest. She is the fastest. She's the bad of the baddest. She's the best. She's got that charisma, man. She's got. She's definitely got the athleticism to do it. Uh, and she's someone. I, listen, I, I'm enjoying right now what they're doing with Bailey. It's a, it's a slow build. Of course, Bailey. She had to win the first match. I, I I think that made a lot of sense. But Bianca Belair still looks strong doing it. And I think 2021, you can see a lot of big things coming for her. I think they're. They're slow playing it, man. I think if she's built up too fast, too soon, it wouldn't work out for her in the long term. I, I think they're 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 just working her along, man. And uh, I, I like what they're doing there. I think SmackDown's a very good fit for her over there. Amen. Bianca Belair is going to kill it in 2021. I think she's going to explode. That's a great pick. Thank you. Mark, I forgot who I picked three years ago. I'm going to tell you a little backstory here. For the ones to watch, it's one of my favorite awards. Wants to watch in 2021. It's a gamble. I'm a gambling man. So two years ago, I picked EC3. Right? And we know what happened with that. 
<laughs> I feel a slow rage coming. So the one to watch in 2020, I took seriously. Three names immediately came to my mind. I debated for quite a while who to pick. I ended up picking Street Profits. And they definitely delivered. They've been champions for most of the fucking year. So I think I redeemed myself with that EC3 pick. So this year, for 2021, I had two names left on my list. Easily pick one of those two. Easy pick. Done. I'm done. Those two names were Bianca Belair and Damian Priest. Okay. Okay. But Mark, I also have to follow my gut. And I was blown away. I have to add this person to the list. I would regret not picking this person. I think you picking Bianca Belair is a good pick. I'll say Damian Priest till next year, because I think 2021 is the year of Raquel Gonzalez. Oh, man. Mike drop. When I first saw her as um, Dakota Kai's bodyguard, so to speak, on the show, I said someone compared her to the Shawn Michaels Diesel. Then she adopted the Big Mommy Cool moniker. Again, Big Mommy Cool, Big Papa Buddy, you know, great mix. Not only does she have a great look, she's getting better in the ring, and she's having these great matches. And I just think I can't slow play this. I think 2021 is she's going to explode. I think she's going to have the year Ray Ripley had in 2020. Even better, because I think she stalled a little bit this year. I think 2021, uh, I can't wait for Raquel Gonzalez. Big break here. Uh, brought down the 15-yard line. But yeah, Raquel Gonzalez, I, had to, I could not, not pick her. Yeah, that's, that's a great choice. I mean, she definitely has caught her stride. Uh, then last quarter here of 2020, uh, someone that's got a fantastic look. Uh, someone's definitely been getting better and better every time she's getting that ring. I think great pairing there with Dakota Kai. Uh, WWE, you know, the women's division in NXT is very, very strong. Uh, so she's been a lot of, she's been around a lot of great talent. Tony, Tony just entered our studio. So shout out Tony. Thanks for listening to uh, Shot Wrestling Live. Anyways, go ahead. What's up, Tony? Doing our one to watch in 2020. Yeah, wait for me off now. I lost my train of thought. Good. You're just agreeing with me. With, uh, but yeah, no, Raquel Gonzalez. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Raquel Gonzalez is a great choice, man. And, uh, you know, especially seeing what could happen here with this Rhea Ripley feud. If she does wind up getting the best of Rhea Ripley, uh, whew, man, she's going to be one that is going to be very hard to stop in 2021. And she has, she has the whole package. Talk about Rick Recon. She has the whole look, the whole package. And uh, again, I just, you know, immediately. Badass woman. Immediately somebody that caught my eye right away. So uh, Raquel Gonzalez, 2021. Looking forward to it. Hopefully uh, I redeem myself again, Mark. Couldn't get any worse than EC3, could it? I mean, not for nothing. I mean, she did pin. I talked about it before. She pinned Yoshirai clean in the ring at War Games to win for a team. I I think She's definitely due for a title shot there. And uh, I, I, I got to say, man, I think she'd be the one to take it down. All right, Mark, we have four awards left. Let's go with brand of the year. Another new award. Again, mm-hmm. this, this show has been WWE exclusive. But now this past year with AEW exploding, I'm getting Mark on impact. NXT coming up. We got into NXT this year. There's... Many a shows to watch this year, Mark. Many brands 
and all of AEW them AEW as well. Did I not say that? I said it. Well, the first no, thing I said, you did not. I did. I said, AEW came out this year. <laughs> I can't go back to real life. So, Mark, what is your brand, I guess, or show of the year? I think you're going to be very, very surprised, Putty. <laughs> I don't think so. There's only one clear pick, Mark. <laughs> uh, listen, man, I, I was making fun of you a lot through the past few years about you know you being such a fan of this promotion. I think they've been doing a very good job during the pandemic and how they've been handling their product. I think they're a promotion that they're not afraid to take chances. They're not afraid to swing for defenses. And I think a lot of the year, they've been hitting some home runs. If not, they've been hitting some doubles. Uh, they're succeeding. Uh, in my eyes, they brought along some great talent. I'm going with impact. Yeah, great pick. You're welcome. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thank you for uh, introducing me, man. Um, no regrets here, and especially now with what's going on here with AEW, man, so much potential there. Um, I personally can't wait to see what they bring in 2021. I agree. That's my pick as well. I mean, Shinkum, yeah. Shinkum is no surprise. I think when SmackDown went live those years ago on Tuesday nights, I think SmackDown has been far superior than Raw, and they've never looked back. And especially, uh, Kenny just entered the studio. What's up, Kenny? Thanks for listening. Especially what they've been doing the last couple months on SmackDown. But Impact Wrestling, I've been a fan of for quite a while now. And when they left TV to go to some G-list network, I had to stop watching it. I mean, I kind of get it. It was sad. You even said on the air when I said goodbye, like, you feel like I'm breaking up with somebody. So I'm happy they're back. And they came back better than ever. Impact, TNA had a lot of ups, high highs, and low lows. So, and with the way they're doing now, they have all the management in place. They have the right tools in place. Good network, good time slot, good roster. And I just think the way they rebuild themselves at Slammiversary completely relaunched them. Impact is where it's at right now, and all eyes need to be on them. Tuesday nights, Access TV, AXS TV. I think um, Impact's the only pick right now. Yeah, because of the upswing, wow. they're, they're such a, they're on the upswing right now. I think they, they are. They are. I, I know it's AW definitely uh, worrisome. AW fans have love AW. They've been, they've been consistent, but right now, AW Impact's rebranding and on the upswing. I think they're trying to about to compete in the big leagues as well. They are. Uh, it's a little worrisome to see how many free agents they have coming up. Uh, let's see what they how yeah. they handle those Talk contracts. About news. That's true. Yeah. I mean, that, if they lose them all. No way they lose That's them all. A big no way they lose them all. The, the names you mentioned also we talked about in the news know that Impact's handling them right. They would mishandle in other places like Moose, Kiara Hogan, like you mentioned. I think Impact has a um, a home feel to it. I think that's what they're priding themselves on right now. And yeah, you can't make the same money you will in AW. You won't make the same money you will in WWE, of course. But you will get a spotlight. You'll be on TV and uh, you'll make a name for yourself. No, absolutely, absolutely, and we don't even know what's going to become of uh, with this partnership, whatever you want to call it, with Impact and EW. That could open some other doors there for them too. So, uh, I think nothing but a win there for Impact. Absolutely, and uh, happy to agree on that one. Good one. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. I, I still can't believe I chose Impact. I can either, Mark. But I'm standing by my decision. Thanks, thanks for coming <laughs> to the uh, the light side.
I think it's the dark side. Again, whatever. If I can convert Mark Schwann into liking Impact Wrestling, anybody, just give it a shot. You'll like it as well. Moment of the year, Mark. Again, this is a hard one for me to pick. Again, I had a feeling. I know quite a few big moments. I had a couple of feelings. I have a couple in mind that you might pick and try to stay away from those. So let's see what you have. I'm Mr. Positivity, buddy. I, I'm someone that likes to look at the bright side. I'm looking at, I like to look at the positive things that's happened in a year. There have been a lot of surprises. There have been a lot of cool moments. But I really have to go with the one that really shocked me the most. And I'm going to go with that feel-good moment of the year. Started the year off. Well, I thought it was going to be right. Turned out to be so, so wrong about how the year went. But Edge is the saving grace for this year. Coming back after nine years to the Royal Rumble, when that music hit, I was at Buffalo Wild Wings. We, were. we had a watch party, actually. Yep. And, uh, man, everyone lost their shit. It was such a cool feeling. Goosebumps, man, watching that screen, seeing Edge's return. I think he even had goosebumps himself when he saw the, the live reaction from the crowd back when he actually had live crowds. Remember those, um, remember those days? Yeah, remember those days? And, man, put on a hell of a showing. Cool to see. He had, like, a, a Logan-esque look. It was a Gritty edge, and I loved it. Yeah, that was a uh, not only moment of the year, it might be moment of the decade, and we just started <laughs> for sure. What an unbelievable moment that was! The rumors were there. I didn't believe the rumors. Didn't believe him at all. And no boom, way in hell. There he was, man. And what a great. The rumors were there, but they kept the secret, and it was an uh, amazing moment. Moment you'll never forget. The one thing that could possibly top that is because it's a, a thing that I think that would never ever happen is if Bill Cowher came out of retirement and said he's coaching the Jets. That would that would probably be equal to that moment, but <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> what was your moment of the year, buddy? So again, a lot of great moments this year on all shows. Um Talked about it there on Thanksgiving episode. Thanks to all these organizations for providing us these moments in this dark, dark, shitty year. And I thought you were going to pick that edge moment because how could you not? Mm, you're right. I didn't want to copy you. And I said this numerous times throughout the uh, five years of this show. I vividly remember where I was in my parents' living room. Jaw hit the floor. Maybe got a little pee in my pants. When I saw the debut of The Undertaker. Uh, okay. So to see his documentary, to see the man behind the myth, and then to see his final farewell address at Survivor Series, the moment, another moment I won't forget where I was and how he handled it. And um, you picked a moment starting off the year and great, happy, joyous occasion. We ended the year as a longtime fan, kind of sad to see The Undertaker finally. Bittersweet. Bittersweet, yeah. It's, bitter, it's bittersweet. So um, that's a moment I can't not, not pick as well. That's a huge moment this year. Yeah. And it was a nice touch that they did with him. Uh, the only thing that could have made it better is if he was in front of a live crowd, but obviously course, that yeah. can't happen. But, you know, it was a great video package. Cool to see him do his last hurrah. And uh, that Paul Bear just icing yeah. on the cake. So two moments you can The documentary. Honorable mention to um, another moment that stood out was Becky Lynch announcing her parenthood, um, her pregnancy. That was a great moment as well. 
shocking and fun to watch. See the look on her face, Oscar's face. Yeah, Oscar's natural reaction. That was pretty cool yeah. to see. A lot of good moments this year, Mark. A lot of good moments. A lot of good moments in such a shitty year. But yeah. thank God for wrestling. Uh, put smiles and faces, right? Amen. As he always do, Mark. Match of the year. This is a tough one. All right, man. This was a very tough one. Real tough one. Lots of good matches, man. Even though, as we said, it was during a pandemic. uh, Lots of cool things happened. A lot of unique matches have happened. And again, not to beat a dead Uh horse, but we're not not just talking about WWE this year. We got Impact, AEW, NXT. So there's so many more matches to choose from. The uh, options are limitless here. Yeah, and I, I had to really go back. I wanted to check other people, uh, what they were saying. And I, I got to say, there were, there were some like, really good matches yeah. on that list. Even even Uncle Dave, you know, had some good matches on that list. Um, this one match I'm actually going to choose because we're going on personal favorites here. I'm not going to necessarily go, to go with the crowd. Uh, this match wasn't necessarily on their list, but this is one match that really, really stood out to me just because of the fact of how unique it was and what it meant to this man's career, and just how cool it was to see. I'm going to WrestleMania, man. The Boneyard match, Undertaker, and AJ Styles. No, good pick. Fair pick. Uh, not your traditional match, by any means necessary, but uh, I think it was a very fitting match. I, I'm actually, looking back on it, I am so glad they went this route, as opposed to a regular match between Undertaker and AJ Styles. I don't necessarily know. Told you. How well, how well that match will wound up being, I don't necessarily know if we would have Undertaker's retirement today if they went about that live. Uh, this was a masterpiece. Yeah. Uh, it, it, much, it stemmed much, off. Story was much better. Totally. To- oh, oh to- to talk about story, man. Holy shit. And the shit talking yeah. in that match was just unreal. Uh, did you see the Undertaker evolve yet once again to blend all his characters into one for the first time uh, ever? Yep. And... Uh, he rode awesome out in the bike at the end. You knew it that was had so to be. fitting. It was, and just the fact that after that match, how many people wanted to do, do a cinematic match in professional wrestling and in, in, in indie wrestling? Like I, I, I go on my pages and I just see every single guy that I know that I've worked with. Like I want to do anything. I want to do a cinematic match. I want to do a cinematic match. Like a trendsetter right there. Once again, Undertaker and AJ Styles, great opponent to be in that match with. Great chemistry in there. Um, I'm standing by my guns. People may hate me on for this because there were a lot of other great matches that happened, but this one I'm I'm standing firm with. This is my match. That was a good pick, man. It was a great match. It was fun to watch. It was different, and it told a good story. That's all you want in a wrestling yeah. match. A lot of people were hating that there was no crowds for WrestleMania. I defended the fact there was no crowds WrestleMania wise, and this is one of the reasons. It's they did the best they did. And they've exceeded anybody's expectations. And Boneyard match is definitely up there for a great match of the year. And props to the production value that was put in that match. Too. Absolutely. I, that's, that's one thing. Like when, when everyone else says they want to do cinematic matches, and I'm going to include Impact in that category too. Uh, just because they can do it doesn't necessarily mean they should uh, because production value goes a long way. And that's what helped make that match so, so special. Yeah. I mean, Impact did put cinematic matches on the map with that uh, final deletion match, but whatever. Different story for a different day. They did, but this this was definitely different. The production value was—you could tell, like it's night and day. 
So I had uh, two matches on my list I couldn't pick from. And I remember I was having a conversation after this match happened, as my honorable mention, which due to some technical issues, Mark, we were not able to post the show. I don't remember this, but I'm going to an honorable mention to Edge Randy Orton, the greatest wrestling match ever. Mm. Back in Backlash. Yes. And something we talked about, again, we couldn't post the show for some reasons, technical-wise, but one my thing was, this was would have been a great match. This match would have been match of the year contender if it was not labeled the greatest wrestling match ever. Totally. I actually had that on my short list, buddy. Because you labeled it the greatest, greatest wrestling match ever, it was not going to be. Right. Even if it was, you still had those Karens we talked about with Bray Wyatt being set on fire. We're going to complain about it. <laughs> but this, Facts. if you erased the moniker of the greatest wrestling match ever, this was a great show, pre-taped cinematic match. If you, you know it was in ring, it was still cinematic. It was a great match, great job by both men. And that match, I still want to give some respect to since we couldn't, as an honorable mention, is match of the year because it was. Completely kibosh with that with that label. Nobody's going to give it the credit and respect it deserves because they did it themselves. Right. But my match right. of the year is something I called for. I said it's going to be probably my match of the year back in June. AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan for the Intercontinental Championship Finals on SmackDown. A lot of matches that have was... come close. No matches yeah. have come have exceeded that for me. Just sitting back and watching it. Like the Friday nights, we're getting ready to do the show. So I'm putting stuff together. I'm trying to set up, trying to focus on the show itself. But this match had me glued from beginning to end. It was a long match. I think, I think I remember it was like 40 something minutes on a two hour show. And there's been a lot of close matches. I remember there's a great Buddy Murphy, Seth Rollins match. There's a lot of great matches on Impact, but none of them, in my mind, exceeded AJ Styles, Dana Bryan from June 2020, the finals of the Intercontinental Championship Tournament. My match of the year. Fantastic pick, man. I mean, you're talking about two of the best in the business, easily bar none. Uh, two guys that have wrestled each other. They know each other from the Indies. They, they know each other yeah. from before WWE and they're putting on a classic. I mean, hell, I mean, they, they know how to perform in front of no crowds. So yeah, sure. They didn't have to worry about that. Um, but man, that, that's something I'd really love to see on the grand stage once again. Uh, those two go at it, maybe at a WrestleMania. Uh, in front of a, a large crowd, uh, just think about the pop that they would get, man, and they, right. they deserve it. That was just magic, absolute magic in the ring. Mark, I think that's it. We're down to our last award. Are we? Are we down to our last one? We are, Mark. Oh shit, we are. Look at that. Time flies when you're having fun live on Podbean. <laughs> this might also be our longest show. Uh, for you, yeah. We've had a lot. We had like a three-hour show one time. Ah, oh, fuck that. I'm not a part of that. Yeah, that was a rough one. But let's go with our, what we call Superstar of the Year. But again, we're now including AW, Impact, whatever other promotion you want to include. So I guess we'll just call it Wrestler of the Year, Performer of the Year. Mark Schwann, the biggest award of the night goes to. All right, my man. You can't hold on, hold on, hold on, Mark. experience. Hold on, Mark. Yeah. There is a uh, 
audio effects button here. Let's see if I get, can we get like a drum. Here we go. Drum roll. Let's drum roll. Hope you guys heard drum roll. I don't know. Mark, go ahead. Well, I'm going to give the award to the Viper, Randy Orton. This man. Good pick. Is a legend in his own right. This man obviously has performed time and time again the most consistent career in wrestling today. And I have to say, this has probably been his best year. Oh. He, just like a fine wine, this man gets better with age. Definitely his best Promos. year in recent memory, yeah. Promos, rivalries, in-ring action, you name it. Like This man probably should have been, in my opinion, PWI number one on that list. He should have been the cover. I think so. Just the fact that I feel like he, he carried WWE on his own. He carried wrestling on his own, man. Uh, he, and a lot of people, it was a trickle-down effect from that, too. I mean, you see a lot of people stepping up their game. Uh, I think Drew McIntyre, as the face of WWE, he needed a good rival. He needed a good villain. And Randy Orton, again, stepped up to that and actually helped Drew McIntyre with his title reign. So Randy Orton, again, I mean, the man, I can't say enough good things about him. He's probably in my Mount Rushmore by the end of his career. Uh, and rightfully so, man. I think he's also going to be someone that's going to beat Ric Flair's record, and I actually wouldn't mind that. We have a new entrant in our chat. Can't tell by the screen name, by the picture. It looks like Rick Recon has entered our live studio chat. Rick Recon, where were you 20 minutes ago when I picked you as my indie star to watch in 2021? (laughs) (laughs) It's a fact, Rick. It's a fact. I backed you up. Uh, He agrees with you. He said Orton has been the MVP this year, and that's hard to argue with both of you. Um, Randy Orton last year my superstar of the year was kind of controversial because I picked um, Baron Corbin because he can consistently- <laughs> which I still can't believe you picked I, I thought you were joking I picked him because he consistently was in storylines from January to December he consistently was on TV he consistently was in big matches and you have to say the same for Randy Orton this year on a umph level he took raw on his back and carried that company Carried that show all year, starting with Edge. Then he had a rivalry with Drew McIntyre and those legends thing. Randy Orton and the promos is just Randy Orton had an exorbitant year. And I agree, he should have been number one. He should have been number one on uh, PWI because I think this is one of the best years in his recent career. And he just had a resurgence this year. Oh, totally, man. He's been on fire. Randy Orton, when when he's hot, there's no stopping when he's into what he's doing there's no one that's better and you know randy orton seems like he was just really like from the start you know he really obviously works very well with edge and just carried that all the way through throughout the year man so uh much love who is your superstar of the year no surprise you picked randy orton i think um i had a feeling you're gonna pick that one i have a feeling you know who i'm gonna pick i've been singing this person's praises all year long show basically every show i talk about how great this person is they carried this company not only one show they carried all three shows on their back for quite a while superstar of the year bailey mm. you I lost knew it. you lost becky lynch you lost charlotte flair didn't skip a beat she was champion for the majority of the year you paired her with Sasha Banks. You had that great combo with Golden Roll Miles, who not only were tag team champions, Mark, but they actually do what champions do, appeared in every fucking show. They did. 
And they carried, they were the highlights for me for Raw. They were the highlights for SmackDown. And when they appeared in NXT, they were the highlights for NXT. And then when they broke up, that feud was very enthralling. Another match of the year contender, their Hell in a Cell match between those two. And now look what she's doing oh, with, with um, not Sasha Banks. With Bianca, Bianca Belair. Thank you. Bianca Belair. I think Bailey just, who was the fourth strong, fourth string in that four horsewomen, took this company on her back, took that ball and ran with it, and definitely excelled and launched herself into the other level this year. And there's nobody except Randy Orton. Do you feel like she had a chip on her shoulder because of that? Um, maybe. I never really thought about it. But I think she knew with the loss of the other two bigger names than she was, she had to deliver. And uh, she definitely, definitely did that. It makes you wonder where the women's division would be in WWE if Bailey failed. Yeah. Yeah, because honestly, they, they, right back to back, you know, you lose Bailey, you lose, uh, you, I'm sorry, Becky, and you lose Charlotte back to back pretty much. Yeah. Right. And, and WWE Women's Division is lights out. You know, and they've been stepping up their game the last few years. They've been actually, I think, in, in a lot of ways, outperforming the men in that roster. And then now what? Now what do you do? You know, you, you give the strap to Asuka, who's been performing very well. But, you know, I don't necessarily think she could resonate with a popular, with a mass audience, uh, just because of the language barrier. Who do you do? And even though, if you have a top face, you need a top heel. Yeah. Bailey, and I was always very critical of her work. I, I, she's shown signs of greatness before in the past where, you know, I thought, you know, maybe she could be someone. But, you know, at times, time again, I, I would be disappointed. And I, I uh, criticized her on her, on her consistency. But this year, man, like I'm eating my words. She's been very, very consistent. Something I've been looking forward from from her. She embraced that heel character. The transition was a little rocky, in my opinion, but she's definitely embraced it. She's owned it. I think some of that may have been helping uh, with her teaming of Sasha Banks uh, and actually, you know, her work even with Michael Cole. Uh, I think definitely, definitely helped her with that. And uh, yeah, great pick, man. Bailey, she was definitely on my short list as well. Uh, she was actually someone I was thinking of too for breakout star, believe it or not. Yeah. Uh, because I think this year was her breakout year. This is the year I've been waiting for from Bailey. This is the Bailey I've been waiting to see. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm glad that she's delivering on all cylinders. No crowd sucks. I agree with that. But having them being able to hear the commentary and Bailey playing off Michael Cole were definitely some highlights. And I totally. think her pairing him with her pairing them with him. And Sasha Banks, you could tell the difference in her character now than when she first confidence. turned heel, and that was confidence. She definitely yeah. grew grew in week in, week out. And it probably could be Sasha Banks by her side. She didn't have to carry the whole load by herself, but she did a big brunt of it. And now I'm looking forward she to was the, She was the face of the women's division. Let's, let's face the facts. I mean, that, that's Not who, just in SmackDown, the whole, all three brands. Yeah. Not so much NXT, but when, but when she was in NXT, she definitely was the highlight. But yeah, Bailey, man. I don't think there's anybody else who can come close to Bailey and Randy Orton. Quite a great year. And wrestling all together? I'm just saying in general. Yeah, I guess wrestling all together, but. No. No, unfortunately. I mean, there were a lot of good moments. I mean, even AEW, I, I really couldn't give it to anyone in specific there. I think AEW as a brand, uh, they're doing very well. I, I know I only gave them one award this year. 
but I, I think they're still finding their groove. I, I see a lot of hope with them. Uh, same with Impact. The Impact of me, this is my first full year watching them. Not even a fire. Not even, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, WWE, I mean, of, of course, gained most of the awards because let's just face it, man. They, they are that damn good. Whether we knock them, yeah. whether we hate them, uh, they still deliver uh, when when needed to. And uh, yeah, they weren't always great this year. There's a lot of lows, but when, they, lows, delivered, when they delivered, they delivered. Yeah, I'm curious to see what happens with their whole creative change on Monday Night Raw. Let's see what happens with that. But hey, I mean, every company needs to make shift every now and then, right? Rick Recon again in our chat. Drew McIntyre would be close second. Most legit babyface champion we've had since probably John Cena. That's true. Ooh, wow. That's a good pick. My thing is with Drew McIntyre, uh, with all due respect, Rick, I, I, the verdict's out with me with him as champion because I'm, I'm curious to see how the fans respond with him because there are some times where I'm just like, ah, I don't know how I feel about him right now. I feel like they're not giving him enough. He had awesome feud with Roman Reigns. He had an awesome feud with Randy Orton. But then everything else in between was kind of like, meh. Was man, so I'm curious to see how he would respond to the fan reaction. I'm curious to see how the fans would respond to him. Um, we'll find out, I guess, next year. Yeah, hopefully soon. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully soon, man. I, 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 I can't take much more of the Thunderdome and the fake crowd noise. I, I'm sorry, that that noise just gets me. It ain't going anywhere anytime soon, Mark. You know, they just always <laughs> want to control the crowd noise, and he's got it. So I'd be surprised if he ends anytime soon. Do a better job than the, with the crowd noise. I mean, you see, I, I watch Premier League, I, I, I watch NFL. You know, they're, they're able to do the crowd noise pretty well there with that. WWE just it just sounds so artificial. I, my, that's my, been my biggest knock in the all year, or since it did the Thunderdome. So since we're at the end of the year, Mark, you know, it's kind of a, another bittersweet moment. Is in, in a couple of weeks, I'm expecting to start doing my taxes. Oh, shit. Yeah, I got to call my accountant. And when I do my taxes, that money goes to WrestleMania. Unfortunately, it doesn't look like I'll be going this year because they don't even know what's going on this year. I think my WrestleMania trips are uh, in the past, Mark. I think I'm hanging up. I think this is a sign to retire from WrestleMania. And uh, I had a good run. 14 years. It's not that bad, right? I'll believe it when I see it. I don't, I don't believe you. No one else is going, Mark. You want to come with me? What, this coming year? No, not no. this year. We're not going this year. So uh, it's just you know, it just said like I'm not getting maybe ready. in the future. Because even even this year or in the beginning of 2020, I'm still like I'm going. Even if it kills me, I'm going by myself. I got to keep the, the the streak alive. But there's no streak anymore, so I don't feel like that compelled to like oh I have to go to WrestleMania this year. I'm I'm wondering what's going on, man. Because they're supposed to be in LA. Now I think it might be in Tampa. So even they don't know what's going on. Do you think we'll see it in some sort of? in some sort of uh, live crowd? WrestleMania period or WrestleMania next year? WrestleMania 2021. 2021? Who the fuck knows, dude? Um, I know Florida. They honestly, okay, so if, if, if they do wind up doing it in Florida, if they, if they have to switch gears because of uh, whatever's going on in LA. Well, LA's really uh, bad I, now, too, so they're not definitely not going to LA. I, I think there could be a chance that we see like a limited crowd going on in Florida because Florida just doesn't care. <laughs> They don't give a fuck, man. They they don't like. I, like what's even happened to Super Bowl? Because that's at Raymond James Stadium. Uh, I don't are know. they doing Probably. crowds? I have no clue. I wouldn't. Be, but 
NFL stadiums throughout have crowds. I won't be surprised if, I mean, if limited crowds, but they still have crowds. Yeah. So, I mean, that could be a possibility. Who knows, buddy? Who knows, man? Like, next week is is always up for grabs, too. So, I can't predict what's going to happen in March, April. We, there's no way I can even predict what's going to happen tomorrow. So, <laughs> coming back from the half, Dolphins down 6 13. Come on, guys. Come on. It's a must, it's must win game, Mark. Come on. I, you have no sympathy for me. I'm a Jets fan, dude. So, that sucks. So, you can't support me as your friend. My team, at least, is in contention. No, you're in the AFC East. Yeah, but absolutely I'm, not. Or the not the Patriots. You're the Dolphins. We, dude. I still remember Dan Marino's fake spike against us. Yeah, what herbs? Yeah, you look like a shit eating grin. Look at that shit eating grin. Oh god, you guys <laughs> so stooges. Uh, I remember that too, man. It's fucking fantastic. Hey. Although, although it never works in Madden when I pick that play. I think they get rid of it eventually a couple years ago, but never worked. No, it never does. They only, of course, it only worked against the Jets. Oh, man, this Dan Marino. I'm sure you do. Well, you have a good quarterback in Tua. Yeah, we'll see. Jerry's still out. Um, yeah, it's still still early yet. He's no Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> Jacksonville Jaguar star. Yeah, man. Good, oh, my God. Unreal. Division. Unreal. Yeah, he, they'll get Bill, Bill Cowher or someone like him. Jets will probably get some – some nobody you know hell if they beat cleveland tomorrow i wouldn't be surprised if they sign adam gase to an extension please do and then he, and you'll see me like just completely lose my shit please that'll be great no all right mark now we're just rambling on another great award show first time live this was fun it was funny. you were nervous i had a couple shots of wrestling before a show calm me down <laughs> Shouldn't wear the blazer. I'm fucking dying. You but look great, though. I trust. At least somebody does. You're wearing a fucking ratty t-shirt. I mean, a ratty t-shirt. This is a brand new Christmas gift they got. It's a year-end award show. You can't dress up? I mean, we haven't dressed we're up. We're Rick Flair baby. Woo! We've been dressed up in like nine months. I mean, come on. I know. I, for, I forgot about the whole dressing up thing until you put on the blazer. I'm like, ah, fuck. And then we're live. So. Oh, big run here. I was at the 50-yard line. Okay. Uh, thanks, well, well uh, he does commentary. <laughs> thank you for everybody who uh, participated. Everybody in our chat, social medias, Mark Tolman for texting the hotline, 619-343-3005. Nice blast from the past hearing from him. So I think this was successful, Mark. I think this won't be our last time doing it. Yay! This Hopefully we do a video, too. I don't think there's any need for that, that. People just want to hear our voice. They don't need to look at us. Who wants to see your ugly mug? <laughs> my ugly mug, dude. I get paid literally from my looks. Yeah, okay. It wasn't not your acting. Wow, what a dick. Merry Christmas. Mm. Cheers. Enjoy your uh, college New Year's Eve night at home with your uh, pizza barn pizza. Ah, uh, yes. I can't uh, wait for that. And your beer pong going on. Let me know if you need to chime in. <laughs> Will do, my man. Will do. So again, I'm not going to see till 2021, man. Yeah, the first day of 2021. Back to our starting off right Friday night, pre-taped. But again, thanks for everybody chiming in. Rick Rick Ron is still in the chat. Shout out, buddy! My one Much to watch love, in 2021, Rick. and I'll be there managing him all the way. Oh, I'm about to change my mind then. 
<laughs> you cheering for Rick, you cheering for me. Keep that in mind. So, for everybody here at the Shot of Wrestling, mainly me, Mark, you want to give your uh, little tagline you do? All right. If you want to follow your favorite assassin, uh, your favorite actor, the Hollywood assassin, Mark Schwann, excuse me. I can't get that right. Moniker. It's live. Yeah. I can't edit it out either. It is live. You can't edit it out. You can go to yourfavoriteactor.com. All my social media links are on there. Putty, what do you got? Nothing. It's been a, it's been a um, interesting year, Mark. Thank you for uh, sticking with us. Thank you for uh, figuring out the Zoom thing. Imagine if we couldn't do the show. That'd be fucking crazy. Oh, man. <laughs> Don't even get me started. This show has been my saving grace. Yeah, I think mine too. It's been annoying sometimes. <laughs> Some weeks it's really hard to do, and but annoying. But it's always worth it at the end. So thank you for everybody who's listening, who supported us. And uh, here's two more bigger, better things in 2021. Amen to that. So I've been your host at Michael J. Party, another successful party awards. Please chime in on our social medias at Shot of Wrestling. Let us know if you agree with us, disagree with us, did we miss something? Use the hashtag Party Awards and we'll follow it up all week long and we'll talk about your picks next week. For those of you who are not able to listen live, the show will be available as you're listening to it now, probably as normally. So until next week, until next year, Putty out. Hey baby, I hear the bell ring in hip tosses and body slams. Oh my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby. But I got you pinned. Ha, 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 But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody. <laughs>